0: Welcome to PDPW's podcast. Here's Bill Baker. Welcome to this week's PDPW podcast, whereby you joining us and listening every week has turned into somewhat of a ritual. And as we hear from our guest, Tom Thibodeau, everyone leads a ritualized life. Rituals help us know where we stand and who we stand with, who we are and where we're going. We need rituals to remind us that we belong to each other. Here's Tom Thibodeau with this week's PDPW Podcast on Rituals.
1: Well, good morning, Bill. Always good talking with you and our audience who's out working on behalf of all of us. Uh, Today, I thought we'd reflect a little bit about the importance of ritual and celebrations in our lives. Rituals and celebrations many have been missing from our lives for over two years because we were limited in our ability to get together together to uh, celebrate, uh, to remember, to enjoy each other's company in public settings. And yet now is the time, and we are anxious to be back with each other to celebrate the lives that we have, to recognize and celebrate our joy and our sorrow, our tragedy and our triumph, our hard work and the benefits of hard work. Robert Fulham writes, From beginning to end, the rituals of our lives shape each hour, day, and year. Everyone leads a ritualized life. Rituals are repeated patterns of meaningful acts. If you are mindful of your actions, you will see ritual patterns. If you see ritual patterns, you may understand them. If you understand them, you may enrich them. In this way, the habits of a lifetime become sacred. Is this so? And then he goes on to write um, a series of propositions that he's come to realize as he's written and paid attention to the lives of others. To be human is to be religious. To be religious is to be mindful. To be mindful is to pay attention. To pay attention is to sanctify experience. Rituals are one way in which attention is paid. Rituals arise from the stages and ages of life. Rituals transform the ordinary into the holy Rituals may be public, private or secret. Rituals may be spontaneous or arranged. Rituals are in constant evolution and reformation. Rituals create sacred time. Sacred time is the dwelling place of the eternal. Haste and ambition are the adversaries of sacred time, is this soul. What he's writing about is that rituals ask us to slow down, to pay attention, to be fully present as to what is important in our lives. All of us have looked at Facebook pages uh, that this weekend, uh, pictures of our mothers or other people's mothers. Mother's Day, a time to slow down and pay attention and to recognize the women who have given us life and so much more. People who remember their mothers who are living and people who are remembering their mothers who have died and yet their memory their presence, their imprint in our lives has not been lost. And therefore, we stop, we remember, and we ritualize their lives. Mother's Day is the number one day in the country in which people go out for a meal, oftentimes to make sure that mom doesn't have to shop and cook and prepare and clean up afterward. But it's taking time to sit around at a table in a different form in order to honor our mothers, to tell them how much we love them and to recognize their importance in our lives. It was extraordinary as I watched each of our daughters contact their mother, my wife, and talk about their childhood memories of growing up and the things that she did with them, from going shopping to us spending time on walks with them or making their favorite birthday cake on their birthdays, ritual expressions of what was terribly important and significant in their lives. This is also the time in which we see proms returning to high schools and young people getting dressed up. One of those steps towards adulthood that they don't fully understand, and yet they gather with their friends, they dress up, they take pictures, and it's a kind of a passage in time, moving from your junior year in which you get dressed up and imagining what it might be like to live a life of adulthood, later this month, we will celebrate graduations in which people mark the ending of one part of one's education and moving to another portion in one's life. We call graduations commencement, which means it's new a new beginning, and rituals always are important to pay attention to in terms of beginnings and endings. At the end of the month, the country will stop and remember Memorial Day, We'll put flags and flowers in our cemeteries, going to remember those who sacrificed their lives on our behalf, particularly those who sacrificed their lives while fighting in wars and serving in the military so that we might have the freedoms that we have today. Ritual expressions of what is important in our lives. As we're talking to people today across the country, farmers is the ritual Um, Time of year in spring in which the fields are cultivated and tilled and planted and will be cared for. The ritual expression of of, uh, making sure that the land produces the food that feeds the world. And then in the fall, we'll have that ritual time of harvest and harvest meals and church basements will be filled with the bounties of the earth that farmers have produced. We need rituals to remind us that we belong to each other. Many people who are listening right now Maybe have a child or even themselves who are preparing for marriage this summer. We talk about weddings and how ritualized for the last two and a half years, oftentimes people could have no more than their own immediate families. And now people are opening up and saying to friends and strangers, come celebrate up with us as we make our public vows of love, commitment, and support, celebrate with us our friendship and the support that you've given to us these many years as we begin a new life together. Ritual activity that helps us to remember what is constantly changing and remaining the same in our lives. Rituals help us to pay attention. And yet there's so many people who do not take time for rituals. Well, it's just another birthday after all. Well, we have an anniversary every year. Uh, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. It's a lot of work, particularly right after deer hunting. Um, well, Christmas has just become a commercial event. We just send people gift cards. When you hear things like that, you begin to recognize that the life in the community, the love that they had shared has grown cold and maybe even died. And organizations and institutions are coming back and saying, now, what is it we can do in terms of our coming back? What are the rituals that we need to provide for people as they come back into the workplace? Some workplaces I know have scheduled game nights. Again, employee picnics are are on uh, the venue. I was working with one large manufacturing company that was bought out by another manufacturing company. And the new company now uh, eliminated The 25th anniversary dinners, well, it caused such distress within the workplace. It wasn't about going out for dinner once a year with their friends. It was missing the opportunity to celebrate 25 years of work done well, 25 years of commitment to this company, 25 years of relationships in which people's lives were celebrated and restored and kept safe by working together. And the new company didn't even recognize that. And then we're looking at employee engagement surveys and wondering why they were so low. Well, it's because people had not come together to ritualize and celebrate their lives. And we know how important this is for all of us. I teach a class on rituals and celebrations, and it's just profound. People are just amazed by what they learn about each other, their family rituals. One person brought in her mom and her dad, and they... They showed us how to play a game that they play in their, in their household. And instead of sharing cards, they had each of us kind of play a different pawn in the game. And we physically moved around the room as we were moving around a board game. And we laughed and we laughed. And we saw how this family had found a way in which to enrich their lives with this ritual of game night that they held religiously once a month. These were farm people who are working 12 to 16 hours every day, but one Saturday night of the month, they all gather together for food, for beverages, and to play this game in which they laugh and retell the stories of their family. How important this is. One woman was talking about how she works as a home health care nurse and how difficult it is to transition from one's house to a long-term care facility. When a person loses their house, they not only lose their house, they miss their neighbors. They miss the person who's delivered mail. They miss the person that they meet as a clerk in the store. They miss their hairdresser. They miss the people who care for their lawn. So everything is familiar is now gone. And this woman recognized this in her mother's life, and so she created a ritual on the morning that her mother was getting packed up to be moved from her home to the nursing home. She asked the minister to come and join herself and her sister and her mom. And they went into each room and told mom, please take an object that you would like to bring with you to the nursing home. That would remind you of us and your home. And then they went in the kitchen and mother picked out a wooden spoon. And one daughter said, oh, mom, do I remember making cookies with this spoon? And you taught me how to stir and stir. And in the end, I could take my finger and I could lick off the cookie dough that was left. Oh, mom, said the other sister, I remember how you used the spoon and you would whip it up in terms of making mashed potatoes. And those are my favorites. And then you use that same spoon and you would make gravy and those mashed potatoes and gravy. Mom will always remind me of how much you love me. And then the pastor would take the spoon and bless it and put it into a basket. They went into the bedroom. They said, Mom, which I could take. And she said, I want to take my pillow. And one daughter said, Oh, Mom, I remember coming in here when the night was storming. It was lightning and thunder. I'd crawl under the covers and I'd put my head on your pillow and you would hold me and I would fall asleep. I was never afraid when you were there. The other daughter said, Mom, I remember coming in on the nights that I might have the flu or have a cold and I would snuggle up next to you and lay on your pillow and you would comfort me and stroke my head and the pain would disappear and I would be able to sleep. And then they took that pillow and they blessed it and they put it in the basket. They went into the living room and said, Mom, would you like to take it? She said, I want the pictures of the family. And they picked up the pictures and were able to identify where they were, how old they were. They recognized their father who had been dead, and they recognized that this is a family who had loved each other for a lifetime. They took the pictures and put them in the basket, blessed them, and went to the nursing home. They came in, and the staff in the nursing home were there to greet them, and they all went into mom's new room. And then the daughters took out the wooden spoon and put it on the dresser and retold the stories of their moms. They took their mom's bed, and they propped it up on her new bed and told the nursing staff what a sacred object her mom's pillow is. And then they took their mom's pictures and put them on the table next to the bed and recounted some of the stories of their family so that the nursing home staff would know their mother just a little bit better. And then the pastor blessed them all. A ritual that took a very painful but life-changing event, and recognized its sacredness. The ritual of funerals. Have you ever been to a military funeral in which the casket is rolled out? A flag is placed over the casket, and gentlemen who now in their 60s, 70s, and 80s walk out in step with this casket. And as the casket is brought outside the church, there's a seven gun salute. And one of the soldiers bends down and picks up each of the empty caps, puts them in a bag and hands them to one of the children. And then these soldiers who at 16, 17, 18, learned how to fold the flag, pick the flag up by its corners Carefully and meticulously walk towards one another, folding the flag in a perfect triangle. And then the ends are tucked in. And the soldier in the 70s walks up to the widow of the family, places the flag into her hands, steps back, and salutes. It's a ritual of reverence. Reverence. A ritual that says, Your life of service will never be forgotten. The rituals of our lives shape our lives. People are looking forward to summer vacations, and there'll be the rituals of sitting around a campfire and roasting hot dogs and marshmallows and s'mores. The simple, satisfying remembrances of childhoods gone by. And the elders will tell their children about what it was like when they were growing up as they went out and sat around the campfire and retold those same stories. That's a lot different than sitting around a TV with everybody having their own handheld device, being entertained individually rather than celebrating what we have in common. The rituals of our lives determine who and whose we are and need to be seriously undertaken. What rituals do each of you who are listening need to create around planting, around Sunday dinner, around storytelling, whose birthday needs to be celebrated next? How is it that you will pay attention this summer to graduations, Memorial Day, Father's Day, Weddings, rituals inform who and whose we are and hold our lives together. Yes, there's a great deal of chaos in the world. Yes, there's some uncertainty as to our future. But rituals help us to anchor, to know where we stand and who we stand with. Rituals. Fourth of July. Back to school. Labor Day. Rituals. Tell us who we are and where we're going. It's a great gift. Enjoy.
0: Our thanks to Tom Thibodeau for today's message. Tom, a distinguished professor of servant leadership at Viterbo University. And for archive podcasts and more on-demand programs, and for more on the professional development for today's dairy producer, head to PDPW's free website at pdpw.org. Until next time, have a safe and productive week.